What's up, guys? Welcome to Bulls 101. This is Chris Amundsen back again with my guy, Mr. Larry B. Golden. No, G. <laughs> Golden. The G stands for guess. I was thinking B for bucket. <laughs> <Marty's crap. laughs> hey, hey. Uh, I'm cool with either one. How you doing, man? How you been I'm, this week? Man, um, I'm good, man. Um, bulls, a lot of bulls, a lot of bulls. Um, but, you know... Um, just, I'm actually, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I'm, 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 I'm really concerned. I'm not, I shouldn't say concerned, but I'm really happy with where the the Bears are doing. Um, so I'm, I'm like kind of like on a high right now because it's, it's different for a Bears fan right now. Like it's just, yeah, it's, it's too, it like some of these hires have been too good that it's like you get skeptical, you know, like, and so I'm, I'm trying not to be that way. I'm trying to be happy that we actually are making some good hires and things like that. But other than that, man, I'm good. Family's good. Kids are good. Uh, what about you, man? I'm doing good. So they, they hired Ryan Poles and then mm-hmm. Matt something Fluce. Saber Fluce. Ebra Fluce. And then they just hired a, a the QB coach from someone today, right? From the Packers, um, yeah. From the Packers. So Aldo, yeah, that was a really nice open. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we tried out today. It just kind of has this. It kind of has this little vibe to it. It's a little different, and uh, enjoy it. So, all the as always, doing our our production, uh, the intros, outros, and um, Barroom Network. Obviously, you guys do not follow the Barroom Network. Make sure to follow all their stuff. Our guys, Salim and Edward from Bulls Gold. If you like Bulls content, they've got so much Bears content. If you follow the Bulls, like Laro does, um, they got. Blackhawks. I mean, they've, they've got every Chicago sport you want. They've they've got shows on it. So make sure you guys follow that. The Bulls have had an interesting week as far as their record's concerned. Um, they lost Alex Caruso and Lonzo Ball, who have now both had surgery. Alex Caruso on his wrist and Lonzo Ball on his knee. And so they are they have started the two week or the, the six to eight week timelines. Um, we also got a new injury with Derek Jones Jr., who broke mm. his finger during a five-on-zero practice as he was gearing up to return to the lineup. But that he may come back early. He's also on six to eight-week timeline, but he may come back early if he can play with a um, uh, with like a what do you call it, like a brace on his hand, or what do you call those things? Um, I think I think that's what it's called, right? Or a splint or something like a that. A splint. That's the word okay. I was looking for. Uh, so he's he's going to try and wear a splint. It's because it's his off hand. It's not a shooting hand. So we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah, Alan Alan Golden. Were you ever called Goldie? <laughs> that's no. a question for you. No, it was it was it was uh, when I was young. It was Lair Bear, and then as I got older <laughs> and played sports, it was just Golden. You know, they call you Golden, the Golden Boy, yeah. the Golden Child. <laughs> It's great. So it's been a rough stretch for the Bulls. They um, they are currently second in the East. They are tied in the loss column with the Heat, who just lost in triple overtime tonight to the Raptors. Uh, the Bulls beat the Raptors this week, but they just lost to the Spurs yesterday. They barely beat the Thunder on Monday, and they got blown out by the Magic last Sunday. So it's been a really weird week. Four teams they really should have put away, and instead they go two and two. Yeah. And bad defense has been the reason why. And uh, oh, what's up, Clayton? 
Nice to see you. Happy Saturday to you. Used to be called Sea Puppy as a kid. <laughs> Man, I got called all sorts of stuff, but like I got called Christopher Robin all the time. Really? Just from from Winnie the Pooh. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why, but um, I got my nickname in college was Sunshine. Actually, from Remember the Titans. Mm-hmm. Remember that movie? Because mm-hmm. I was from California. Sunshine. So I. That was my nickname in college, and obviously no one's <laughs> called me that in a long time. But uh, yeah. Anyways, let's let's get on to the good stuff here. Um, yeah, CPB film. What's going on? Uh, CBP film. Sorry, I'm worried a little bit. Yeah, it's been a little worrisome, as we kind of expected. You know, Lonzo and Caruso are so extremely important to what what the Bulls do defensively, as far as a scheme standpoint. You know, there's on-ball creators on offense. I really think that Lonzo and Caruso are both uh, creators on defense. They create events on defense with their with their screen navigation, with their you know getting into passing lanes and everything. They're they're just so good at um, harassing the other team and getting them out of their comfort zones. And so, as we've seen since their absence, you know, opponents are a lot having a lot easier time getting into the paint. Ball handlers are getting into the paint, being able to make decisions quicker. Um, guys that are rolling to the rim are meeting less resistance. We're seeing some bad rotations, help rotations. Sometimes it's leaving three-point shooters open. And we saw a whole lot of it against the Spurs. And so what we're going to do today is that uh, both Lara and I went through the Spurs game again and broke down a bunch of uh, clips, defensive clips, some good and some bad, of what they were, what they've been doing. Because I think a lot of people have um, have some major concerns about what the Bulls' defense is going to look like over the next couple of months. Do you have those concerns, Laro? After not before or after reviewing this film, do you have major concerns about where the Bulls are defensively? Yeah, I, th- I think it's only fair to have. I, I think it's fair to have some concerns because um, uh, we know what Lonzo and Caruso mean to this team um, in term in, in terms of the defensive end. Um, I mean, they're the engines to this to the defense. So, I mean, it's it's if you have concerns, it's fair. Um, and I and I think it, I think you should honestly. Um, after going through film um, and watching the game again last uh, um, just a few minutes before uh, we got on, and I did a little bit before. Um, it, there 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 are certain things that can be corrected, and I'm sure we're we're, we're we'll get into that. But there there are some things that can be corrected. You know, just you know. We'll get into that. But, yeah, I think it's fair. I think it's fair to have some concerns. Yeah, and, and Billy Donovan has, has made similar comments as, as you, which is, yeah, we're, you can't replace Lonzo. You can't replace Alex Caruso. But some of the things that we're doing as a team, you know, we can improve on our execution of our scheme a lot better, right? You know, just because Alex and, and Lonzo aren't there doesn't mean that we can't help the helper. We can't rotate on time. You know, we can't be in the right position. And there's there's a little bit of everything. And what's funny is that when I I don't know about you, but when I was reviewing the film, one of the only persons I had I struggled to find fault with on the defensive end was Vucevic. <laughs> don't get me started. I'm telling you, I know he gets the the lion's share of the blame for this defense, but he was the one person I I was difficult to find Vucevic being out of position or doing something dumb on defense, at least in the Spurs game. Almost everyone else 
was getting cooked at certain points uh, and, and just missing easy things. So we'll get into it. It'll be really, really fun. But um, Alan Golden says bulls are snake bitten. It's man. It sure feels that way. Hmm. I mean, you get three yeah. guys missing six to eight weeks, all within one week, one week of time after both, all, all three of those guys had been out before they'd, they'd been out before DJJ hadn't even come back yet. Caruso had just spent, He'd, he'd played two games, not even two full games, after he'd missed an entire month. Lonzo was out with uh, health and safety protocols for like two weeks or whatever it was. Yeah. And, and our whole team has had COVID and, and been out with protocols. It's been crazy. Uh, and honestly, I think the Bulls are way better than their record, than their record shows, way better than their point differential shows right now. Um, for example, right now we've got a 1.6 differential, which is actually pretty bad uh, if you look at the – if you look at the whole Eastern Conference, um, if we went by point differential, for example, the Bulls would be seventh in the East, uh, be in front of only Toronto, Charlotte, and Atlanta. But to be honest, it's you know, Bulls are second right now, and yeah. they're tied in the loss column with the Heat. So I think we should be pretty grateful for where we are, based on all the injuries we've had so far. But the problem is those three guys and Patrick Williams are all going to be out for the foreseeable future. Yeah. I mean, I think I think Patrick Williams has has the best chance maybe to come back the earliest of the of those four, uh, unless unless Derek Jones can play through that finger. So we'll see what happens. But um, I wanted to get your overall thoughts real quick, just on the Bulls this week, and then the Spurs game in general. What you thought of the What do you thought of those games this week? I, <clears throat> I think one of the first thing um, that comes to my mind um, outside of the defense. Um, Zach, he's got to get back into game shape. Um, I was watching uh, the Spurs game and obviously watching um, – oh, my God, why am I blinking on the team that we just – Raptors. Um, mm-hmm. And he just – I mean, I, I believe in the, the first quarter of the Spurs game, he got fouled um, and he's at the free throw and huffing and puffing like he's been playing, you know, like this fourth quarter and he's been playing a lot of minutes. So that that lets me know that he's not all the way back game shape yet, and that could that could that could be some reasons why he's taking some 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 tough shots. And um, when you're fatigued, you know your your mental is not where it needs to be. And I, I think he just needs to continue to fight and get back in the game shape. That's one. Um, I, I think that I think for Vooch, uh, we I think we're starting to see that he's starting to get his his his. His feel back. I think. I think right now his he's most com- confident right now on the block um, and either attacking um, and trying to get a basket or finding the right pass. Um, <clears throat> and I think we can get. I think the team can get away from that a little bit too much. I think um, because I I feel like a lot of people think you know when when he gets the ball in the post, um, you know, like. Oh man, he he has to. You know, he's not a, he's not efficient from there. Um, he's not a good post up player. Why are we posting him up? And the deal is, man, it's like it's not about him just getting the ball down there and getting buckets. Like it's it's about throwing a different look at a defense and seeing how they rotate, seeing where the where the help is coming from, and then attacking from there. We're starting to see that Io is starting to have a lot more confidence in his pull up jump shot. You know, you 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 get the ball to Vooch. Maybe they start to help off of Io because they feel like he's the worst three point shooter on the floor. So they bring help from him. You get a pass out from Vooch to Io. He can attack a closeout, get to a pull up jump shot, or attack the basket and make a play for another teammate. Like that stuff is that that's good stuff. That that's 
that is what helps your offense go. And I think sometimes, um, I, and it, may, it obviously it could be because the guys are out, but I, I just feel like the offense could be a little bit more, uh, more fluid. I think, I think there are too many times where it's just like DeMar DeRozan has the ball and he's going one-on-one. And it, I think there just has to be a little bit more movement. Um, and offensively, that's where I'm at. But uh, defensively, we'll get into it. But there, it's just got to be better execution, man. Like, yeah, you know, guys are doing. I'm not going to give away too much. I'm, I'm, but like defense for me is just guys just gotta they gotta lock in and execute. You just have to. Yep, I agree with you. Um, Pooch is so important to the offense, and I agree. Now, Demar, watching we're watching that Spurs game again. Demar was just. He's just incredible. Some some of the shots he was making, turnaround jumpers, bank bank shots. You know, he's just that pull up that like pull up three he had, kind of like running three <laughs> that he had towards the end of the game. Um, but, you, but you mentioned there's a little bit too much, a little too much ISO, a little too much step back threes by Zach when when he's not hitting those. Yeah. Just it just looks bad when I mean, it's 20 seconds you know left on the shot clock and you're you're taking that kind of shot. Like I just I feel like. There's low hanging fruit on the offensive end, yeah, for, for them to get better at. So, I don't know. It, it's it's just tough to tell. It's tough to tell, um, you know what they, what what they can do to get better with the guys going in and out of the rotation. I assume though, for the next few weeks, the rotation is going to be without Lonzo and Alex Caruso. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a little bit more stream, like a little bit more known. You know, not guys coming in and out all the time, but. You know, it seems like the, the rotation they've got right now with the starters and then off the bench, you got Kobe, um, you got Tyler Cook and Troy Brown Jr. and Matt Thomas. I think that's basically been the, the nine guys that he's used, that, that Billy's been using recently. You know, unless they pick up someone at the deadline, which I think they should. And actually, C, CBP Film mentions here um, two problems. Obviously, staying healthy is one. And needing P. Will back, I would love to have Pat Will back. He would really help this team. And just a power forward center who can rebound and be the goon we need for people like Grayson Allen. <laughs> I actually think that's interesting because you you kind of need a little bit of nasty on your team. You got you got to have someone like that that kind of I don't know the enforcer in a way. I think Tyler Cook has done a pretty good job in that role so far. I I, I like his kind of just his edge, his energy on mm-hmm. the floor has been really kind of nice and especially when he dunks that ball. <laughs> He's always so angry. Like Taj is always the angriest dunker of all time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, you, need a, you need, do you need a guy like that? And it's almost like everyone's a little bit too nice in, yeah. in a way. But yeah, I, I think they could shake it up and I think they will shake it up at the deadline, even if it's not a big move. Um, I, I think they're going to, I think they're going to make some changes. Um, I think, yeah. I think, you know, I think you're right. You know, now that I think about it, you brought um, shout out CBP film. Um, I I think Stacy in in shout you know Stacy. I I love entertainment. You know, um, on the broadcast and things like that. I mean, when he was out, you could tell the difference in the broadcast. It wasn't as fun and as loose, and you know things like that. Um, but but I kind of agreed with Stacy where he said that you don't want to be the try me team, and I think when you're an up and coming team. Um, like the Bulls, where where you you came from, basically the basement almost to now being the top seed in the East. Um, teams are going to try you, 
You know, they, they're, they're going to say, oh, you think, you know, you, you're the new you're the new kid on the block. All right. Well, you know, we're going to show you what's up. And I think teams are, you know, a couple teams have tried it. Um, yeah. One being um, a little too much. Uh, and then Grayson Allen uh, taking out our, our our engine on the defensive end. Um, but I, I think I think you do. You know, I, I'm not a big guy and you need a, you know, a guy that could be a goon and just go out there and lay somebody out. I'm not a big guy at that. But I think you need maybe a guy that possibly could do that to to um, let teams know that, hey, you know, hey, we do this. You know, he's he's going to come in and lay one of our guys out. So we kind of got to, you know, yeah. be smart about it. Um, so I, I, like that's the, a good point. Like the Miami Heat, for example, they got a bunch of guys who are like, try and find out like <laughs> yeah yeah if you want to find out let me know yeah it seems like they got a whole team full of those guys um but yeah um nippy says love to see if they could get dory finney's dorian finney smith he's good dfs yeah. having a great season yeah. uh, i think he, he's he's expiring I'm, I'm wondering what what the mavs are gonna do i'm i'm keeping my eye i'm keeping my eye on on uh on Kleba. I keep my eye on Max Kleba. Dude, that that what, what game was that? Um, I feel like I can't remember which Dallas game it was we played, uh, but it was Kleba couldn't miss. Like it, when he was open and he at the three, it the, it was just going down, and yeah. and like you know Kleba, man, if Maxi could get to this squad somehow, like he'd be oh my goodness, such yeah. a big time piece. There's another name we've been talking about. It's a guy that you and I were talking about in the offseason, I think, and, and a guy I've, I thought would be kind of a nice buy-low candidate at the time was uh, Kyle Kuzma. Mm-hmm. He's having a really nice season for the Wizards, but he's, you know, he's 6'9", 6'10", forward. Yeah. He can he can put the ball on the floor. He can shoot. He, he's a good defender. Uh, I think he'd, And he's on a reasonable contract, $13 million for the next three years. I mean – I know the Wizards say everyone's on the table except for Beal, which is funny because Beal should be the guy they're really selling on. Yeah, if they were if they were, if they were smart, but they're going to do what they're going to do, I guess. But uh, if Kuz were available, I think he'd he'd be another guy that we could we could look at as yeah. uh, someone we could bring in. Um, I would love I would I, just, I want I want Patrick Williams back after having Chip on last week. I know right? that was so much fun. <laughs> if you guys have not, by the way, if you guys have not. Go check out the film session we had with with Chip Jones last week. Give him a follow. Um, it's definitely better audio. I mean, audio. But go watch on YouTube or or Twitch or whatever uh, you know video uh, program you can get it on. Uh, he's real smart, and he may be really excited for for Patrick Williams' return because Patrick Pat's been showing some really fun stuff. All right. Without further ado, I think we should get into this film. So I want to I want to talk about the good. Let's talk about the good okay. that they did on defense. So I got a few clips uh, of some of the good things that they did on defense here last night. So right at the beginning of the game here, uh, in the first quarter, we've got a Dejounte Murray coming up high pick and roll. Now listen, this pick and roll they ran this all night long, and it was super super effective for them. All Number night one, long, all night. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. I couldn't help myself. All right. Oh, man. So, DeJounte Murray, first of all, one of my favorite players in the league. Maybe, like, top three players I love watching. Uh, he's long. He's tall. He's very, very good in pick and roll. And his mid-range game is really taking a leap this year. Uh, yeah. He, The man has had 10 triple doubles. He's had seven of them, I think, this year. 
He almost had an eighth against us last night. He was one, I think it was one rebound off of, a, of another triple double. I think he had 29, 12 or 13 and nine, I think is what his, his final stat line. And he was just cooking. So he, he's a guy who I think is going to succeed pretty well. Even if we had Caruso and Lonzo on the, on the team, he's a guy, if he gets into the mid range, those are kind of the shots that the bulls like to give up. Yeah. Um, with drop coverage. Even though they, they plant Vooch a little bit higher up in the drop coverage, it kind of slows down the ball handler. A guy like uh, DeJounte Murray can get in, and he can make those long twos. Um, he can make good passes because of his height and, and length. He can make good passes out of that spot. He's he's a pretty tough cover, especially yeah. for Io. Um, so just, you know, just to put it there uh, out front. So Io's going to get screened all night long, and both um, Jakob Pertl and – uh, Drew Eubanks are very good screeners, very good mm-hmm. screeners, and he gets caught on a lot of them, and, and it's not just him. But Io does a pretty good job at at navigating the screens and getting back when he doesn't. So here he navigates the screen really well. He gets over it. He blows up the advantage. Now they got to kick it back out. They're going to try again over here on the left side of the floor. Another pick and roll. Io gets caught up on it, and mm-hmm. but he gives. But they're all in good position. They're getting good position enough for Javante Green to kind of play a little free safety. Vooch is in position. He gets that. Javante spots that pass coming. And one of, one of the few turnovers that Javante had. So anyways, that was that first little clip. I thought that was good defense yeah. uh, by Io and and, uh, and the help defense too. Everyone was in position watching. Here comes Javante again. Or I'm sorry, uh, Javante Murray. Gets a little screen and roll. Oh, so here's that second one. So screen and roll. He gets a roller. He hits, uh, I, I think that's Pirtle. Is it Pirtle? Or yep. Eubanks? Okay, yep. so Pirtle. He hits Pirtle. Uh, the pass is kind of wonky because Vooch is right there. Because because Io was so close to him, or sorry, because Javante was right on his heels, Vooch could kind of step back back step back to his man. And so he kind of gets his little hand on this and it ends up becoming like goes on the floor. It blows up the play. They gotta start again. And I want you to watch Io. Go back on that clip and watch Io. Because his activity is really good here. He sees yeah. he sees what's coming. So if you run out again from the top and just watch Io on this play, watch this cover. So he's on the strong side. So he's he's kind of digs in real quick, and then he sees it coming back, and he knows he's going to get back cut. He knows that's DeJounte's next option, and yep. he goes in there, and he taps that ball and gets it. And even if he hadn't, I thought he was just in good position, good awareness, good help defense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. All right. Uh, uh, so here's this next one, another screen and roll. This is Troy Brown Jr. Does a good job cutting off the drive. Now he makes a shot, but I thought it was just good defense. If they make that shot, that's good. Uh, yeah. I thought Vooch's position was maybe a little bit too deep here. He kind of, he didn't give, I think enough resistance in letting, uh, I think this is, is this, uh, this Eubanks. is Eubanks now. Yep. I think he gives, I think he should have put a little bit more body on Eubanks. Because he got real deep position, he was turning around for that little hook. Um, but I thought Troy Brown did a good job here, staying in front of the ball, cutting off that advantage. And uh, yeah, so but I thought it was good defense overall. I'm trying to. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think some of Vooch's a lot of what like Vooch, he's like he just tries to stay out of foul trouble. So anything that might seem like it might end up being a foul, he just tries to stay away from it. Um, but I agree. Um, I think, I think 
You're right. Right. Like right here, right here. I would probably be telling them, Hey, get here and engage right here. Um, yeah. Give that forearm a little bit more, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I just like when I watch him on defense, sometimes like I just, you could just tell like, he's like, dude, no, that's going to be a foul. And then let me chill out. Like, (laughs) so in a way it's smart, but in in another way, you kind of, you would like to see him use that wingspan a little bit better. He's got a nice wingspan. Mm -hmm. You'd like to see him use it more. So here's this next play. Um, you got Eubanks at the top of the key here on the left side looking for a pass. He gets it to, uh, I think it's, is that Keldon Johnson? Yeah. Number three. Yeah. Keldon yep. Johnson. Troy gets around that screen pretty well, stays with him, gives Vooch time to recover, recover to his, recovers to his man. Then Kobe, nice one on one defense here. Beautiful. Io's back out. Good defense, force him into a long three, pull up three. Beautiful. That's Beautiful. good defense. That's, that's great clip, Chris. That that's beautiful, like it, like when you're in film session, and you want to pull up good good clips, good, good like what we have done really well, like that's that's a clip you bring up, like yeah. I O everyone's over. heads on the swivel. Yep, yeah. I O takes them out of their first action. Eubanks is like, okay, what are we gonna do? T B J fights over. Vooch where he needs to be. Everybody else head on a swivel. Kobe does a good job. Yeah, this is just that that's just a beautiful possession. Um, yeah. Force a long jumper. Yep. Yeah, that's good. And they they had a couple like that where they forced Murray into a long jumper like that. Um, yeah, Salim. When Vooch does use the link, he does a great job of deterring. Yeah, he's not really going to block your shot a lot, but he does do a good job of deterring the shot. I would say mm-hmm. I agree with you, Salim. Also, shout out Salim. What's up, brother? <laughs> What's going on? Nice to see you. All right. Um, they had more good defensive clips than that, but I just wanted to kind of show when they were doing it the right way because they, they ran a lot of high pick and roll. Um, and those were some of the ways that they handled it in a, in a good way. And you had good help defense. Um, unfortunately, there was a lot of poor, poor dribble penetration and a lot of poor help defense tonight. And so I, I have other clips. I have a lot more clips. <laughs> on the, on the bad. <laughs> but, but before we get to the bad, yeah. I, there was a um, uh, a clip of Demar that I wanted to to show. Mm-hmm. Um, let me let me see here really quick. Let me get to it. Um, let me pull this up. Pause it. Full screen. Okay, we we full screen. We good to go. Yep. All right. So this was one that, uh, possession that stuck out to me. Because I kind of, after watching the game, I kind of felt like there's going to be some clips of DeMar where you're like, oh, God. So um, I just wanted there, to give There's a couple. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's this one to me, I was like, if if this is the effort he could give every, you know, I mean, he does so much on the offensive end. You can't expect him to be elite or or give maximum effort uh, uh, all the time because he just on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, we need him so much. So, um, but for this one, uh, the ball's coming down on the left side to, um, to Doug McDermott, they kind of run like in. Uh, uh, let me back up a little bit here. So McDermott's bringing the ball up here. He picks it, picks up the dribble on the left side, finds a pertle on like the left block. Um, Doug's gonna cut across like he's getting a dribble handoff. Io does a really good job of of just you know staying connected and, and getting through there. Uh, but what I wanted to focus on was Demar here. Um, just just take a look at DeMar's activity, right? So Pirtle gets it. DeMar's got his head on a swivel. 
this is why I want to pay attention to, right? So this is where the activity comes. Coming off, Vooch is a just you could tell by his top foot here, he would have to drop his hips, which means you know he would he's a little bit out of position. Um, but Damar does a really good job. He gets there, deters, yes. but also Io is just where he needs to be. He's got I this is what I love, right? It, Io lo, always has his arms out and getting his arms and passing lanes and in people's faces. So maybe a read they they would see on a less defender, they would be you know, uh, they won't be able to get it uh, or see it as quickly with Io on them because he's always being active on the ball with his, not just with his body and chest being in front of the ball, but also using his arms. But, you know, uh, DeMar does a good job of taking that away. And then he gets back out here, does a really good job using his chest stand in front, stops the penetration. And there we go. Long jumper. And I, I was like, that, like, that's all you need from DeMar. You know, if, De if DeMar yes. could just do that, that's all you need. And I, I just wanted to give him a little love for that. I, I was like, oh, man, DeMar, good stuff, brother. Good stuff. Yeah, because to, to be honest, there's a lot of clips tonight where if they had just rotated at the right time, they, they would have solved so many problems. Uh, I mean, the Spurs made it 16 threes. Mm. And I watched every one of them. I watched every one of them. And I would say sometimes the Spurs, you just got to tip your cap to them because they make they made a tough shot. Like, Doug, Doug McDermott came around a couple screens where Troy Brown Jr. was right in his jersey behind him. Yeah. And, you know, like maybe could have even been called for a foul on the shot. And and McDermott just, just you know, nails it <laughs> anyway. So sometimes that happens, right? It, yeah. You just tip your cap. So, um, and we had a lot of open shots that, that we did knock down tonight. You know, and that, that may have been the difference in the game. They got 24 more points off of three pointers than we did. That's, that's a big, that's a, a big difference, and and it was an eight point game at the end of the at the end of the day, and it was you know down to a single possession basically, the last um, in the last minute. So sometimes that's the difference, but these are things you got to clean up. Um, all right, so we're gonna go through. Let's go through that first quarter here. Um, we we got I got some from every quarter, but I thought the first quarter and the and the fourth quarter were uh, where I found the most issues. So uh, if you want to. Full screen that real quick. All right, and I got a lot of I got a lot of time. So here's Doug. They're running that same action that we that you just showed, right? Mm -hmm. Where Doug McDermott yeah. brings it up on that left side, passes it off to Pirtle, and then kicks it out to Dejounte Murray. Yeah, and Dejounte Murray gets it going downhill. He's right in the lane, right in his sweet spot where he wants to be, cool. and he gets a right nice easy roll. So. I want to ask you about this one. Mm -hmm. Who do you think is at fault for this one? <laughs> well, because Javon gets I, I think, on that screen. I think yes. I think it's a great. This is a great another good clip because I think it, you know in the naked eye, if you don't know exactly what to look for, you're instantly going to look at Vooch. Um, and yeah. I think I think what you need to pay attention to is the uh, on-ball action uh, yeah. with the screen. And also here on the backside with with uh, Io, mm -hmm. uh, because the number one job for Vooch um, is to protect the basket. And if there's a threat to the basket, he has to step up and get his body in front of the ball um, and trust his teammates to have the rotations and, and be where they they should be. So in this play here, like you said, Javante gets caught on the screen. So now Vooch has to engage. He has to engage the ball handler. 
Yeah. Um, right now, Io is a little too connected to Doug, and I get it. He's a he's a lights out three point shooter. But what you want to do is you kind of want to stab, get your body here early, get here early. So when the ball when the ball is passed, if it does get past the Doug, you can get over there on the flight of the pass. Um, but what 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 he's not doing well is here is he's still right. You would like to see him right now have his body in front of the you know at least give the illusion uh, to to Deshante that he's there and maybe yeah. force him to throw that pass. Or if you don't force him to throw that pass, maybe he doesn't trust it because Io has a really uh, really long wingspan for his size. Maybe he gets into something else, right? But since he doesn't come over and, and guys who's, who are watching, um, you know, the clip right now, look at Vooch right now. He's got his body in front of the ball. He's doing what he needs to do. Um, and, you know, that's what happens. Now, what, what some people will do, what, what some coaches will tell you, you pill switch it. So uh, right now, if it were me, I probably um, would, one, want Io already, you know, the ball's on the strong side, so he, I would want him to come over and help a bit on this action. Um, but also what you could do is if Vooch is going to step out here, you could just tell, hey, Javante, peel switch this. Vooch is here. You just take you, – you get your hand in this this bounce pass and try to get that steal there and switch over to, to Pirtle. Um, but, no, he instead of peel switching, he comes over and we got a double on the ball, and now Io's out of position, so it's, a, it's an open lane to the basket. So – it, to the naked eye, you'll say, Vooch, what the hell are you doing? You, you are a big man. You got to protect the basket. When all reality, he is, uh, it's just his teammates don't have his back. Sure. So here's my thought on this. Watch DeMar. Mm -hmm. Because right here, I, and maybe, and maybe you're the coach, so maybe this is you know not what should have happened, but I feel like DeMar is in position here because Io didn't make that initial stunt from the strong mm -hmm. side that when, when DeJounte gets downhill, look at the position. I, I feel like DeMar could have stepped over and maybe been that weak side help or, but I wanted to ask you about that because that was kind of my initial thought was, Hey, maybe Io can, can, you know, stun a little bit, just give the illusion that he's going to intercept that or, or, or be in position. Mm -hmm. But because he's on the strong side and because Doug McDermott is such a such a lights out shooter, you know, would you have preferred for uh, for DeMar to, to slide over and then for Javante and Zach to kind of X out on um, on their side? But I, I don't know. Maybe it happened a little too quick, but it just looked like DeMar was I mean, he's looking at the action. Mm -hmm. He's not really guarding his he's not really guarding his man. Mm -hmm. I feel like he could have like taken two steps over and drawn a charge or, or met him at the rim a little bit. But he kind of just stands there and watches. I don't know. I think I see what you're this saying. That's why I want to ask you because I thought this one was tough. I, I see what you're saying. But in this situation here, um, DeJounte is coming off the screen over to the right side of the floor. So this becomes the strong side. Okay. So DeMar, he, if he were to step up on the ball right now or stunt, I'm I'm pretty sure Kelton cuts to the basket and it's a oop. No. Oh, okay. Well, let me let me clarify. I thought he should have stepped over to intercept Pirtle when Pirtle starts diving to the rim, right here. That's a tough rotation, um, because uh, Pirtle seven footer with that with that type of uh, run up to the lane, that's tough. It's probably going to be a foul. You know, uh, 
I just I think it's tough because it, the timing of it, right? So if he does go yeah. over there, he can kick it right away to Keldon, and now Demar is in a position. Um, it, I think if if they communicated that, they game plan that, um, because they've ran this a lot, so I'm pretty sure they probably saw it in film. Um, but let's say they they Demar does that. Zach has to know. Okay, in this situation, I got to kind of play two. Yeah. Um. And but but what the the Spurs are doing really well is with with uh um what's his name uh White I can't think of yeah. his first name Derek White uh, yeah Derek White he's doing a good job of lifting so Zach has to go with him and that leaves you know so if he comes over it's wide open here so it's it's tough they're just they're just doing a really good job I think in order to stop this play or at least deter it and move for them to go into something else I think Io has to show. And either uh, uh, Javante has to not get hit by the screen. If you do get hit by the screen, you have to peel switch it. So uh, just have uh, Vooch stay here. And then Javante, you just get with the roller, you know, especially with his athleticism. um, He can, he can, you know, get in there and muck some things up. So I probably would have, would have peel switched here um, and just had IO show a little bit more since he's on the weak side. All right. I'm glad I asked you because I was unsure. Like I, I saw a couple of those options, right? Javante just staying with the roller, mm-hmm. Io coming down, or Demar. But I want to, yeah, that's why. I, I will say though, why you're the coach here. I will. Oh, well, it's eleven minutes. They probably probably didn't run this action yet. Because I was going to say, like, Javante should have known this was going to happen. But I, this is early in the game, so he. It's know, the second probably. second possession. Yeah, <laughs> it's first possession of the game. Yeah, unfortunately. But that was when I was like, oh, this is going to be a bad game. (laughs) (laughs) Like right there, Uh, like right here, like as a coach, just switch mm -hmm. this action. This action is going to happen here. Yeah, so here's Uh, the next play. Pirtle gets to the top of the key. Yeah, Keldon Johnson comes off a a screen. Yeah. So this is. So it's a he sets a rip screen for for DeJounte. And I would rather because if Pirtle is looking, I'd fire that ball right now. Right now, I'd fire. Yeah. But to like, DeJounte. yeah. But I, I would just switch it. Just switch it. Hey, Demar, you take him, and I'll and, and I'll stay up top on the right right now. You know, hey, communicate right now. Boom. Yep. Boom. Javante, you, you stay you you stay with the the guy that's coming up top, and I'll take the guy cutting to the basket. But you know, the, that's where Alex Caruso comes in and Lonzo comes in. Now, so here's another one. Who's responsible mm-hmm. for this one? Because, oh, yeah. because this is strong side. Zach, if you look where Zach is, mm-hmm. he's he's strong side here. So he should he should have done should he have done what Io should have done the last play, come in early on that drive. So his man because Derek White in the corner. This is where, this is where the, like, the Spurs are doing a really good job. They they, they know what they're doing right. So yeah. they're they're that's a, another tough tough situation for Zach because this is literally there's no there's no teammate there's no like on the other possession uh DeMar was there with him but now he's by himself so if he does come over there's nobody to help him that's a you know Derek White can knock down that three so uh when you're in this situation you want Zach to stay home because if he comes over Mm -hmm. that's immediately gonna be a pass over to the corner this right now is literally they they know what they're doing. Demar's guarding the ball. Everybody get 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 out of the way. We'll keep a shooter on the strong side so Zach can't help. And it's just a two man game. If you set a good screen on Demar Derozan, 
this is what you know he does right he sets a good screen like this is where like right now what what we what are we doing like we should already trying to set our feet to get over the screen um but like i said the spurs knew what they were doing demar was guarding keldon they wanted to see what this would look like um and for the most part it looked good i mean because you demar that that's tough man like you can't die on the screen you're leaving your big man out to dry you're just leaving your big man out to grab to dry because Zach can't come over and help him, uh, especially mm-hmm. in this situation. Um, and so, you know, you get a what guy about Javante. So watch um, Javante in that possession. Mm-hmm. He just watches. Yeah, I, again. Yeah, that's a good point. Now, now that rotation could happen uh, because IO you, you can trust IO to play two back here. Um, but. Even still, like now, you've seen it full speed. That's, I mean, it's tough. You got to communicate. Like right now, this is where this is where Alex Crusoe comes in huge because right now he'd be communicating what they're gonna, what we should be doing. Yeah, you know what the Bulls should be doing. When you don't have that communicator out there, you know it, that that this is what happens. You know, the guys don't don't know exactly what they should do, and then when they figure finally figure out what they should do, it's too late. Yeah. Well, and this is the weakness of this is the weakness of the Bulls defense, and it's probably why this. Spurs are game planning for this, right? They were dragging because Bulls, the Bulls rely so much on that weak side help rotation. Mm-hmm. The Spurs were dragging that weak, weak side help guy out of position the whole game because they know that they were that the rim protection relies on Javante Green or Io or Zach or whoever making that weak side rotation uh, because Vooch isn't isn't fast enough going backwards like in a situation like this. Yeah. You know, where a guy like Keldon Johnson comes off that screen going downhill with a little bit of speed, Vooch isn't going to catch him. He's going to get that, that layup. No. So they were dragging them out. They were dragging the help out of there all yeah. night long. Now, I would say um, this is something I probably would have talked about. You know, if I was getting paid big bucks, I probably would be, uh, talk, you know, coming into this game. I would say if Keldon Johnson is the pick and roll ball handler, let's play deep drop. Let's force him to get show us he can have some in-between game, right? Like right now, there's no reason to play up that high because Keldon Johnson's not going to help. Like He's not going to hurt you, you know, with a pull-up jumper. He's not going to hurt you with a floater. Like that's mm-hmm. just not his game. So this should be more of a deep drop uh, situation right here. Uh, but, but you know, this is where they've played all season. So um, you yeah. can't expect anything different. That's tough because Keldon Johnson now he's a really really good spot up shooter. I mean he's mm-hmm. he's one of the best percentage wise three point shooters in the NBA this year, and he's a good finisher. But as you said, yeah, he doesn't have the in between game. So I think deep drop would have been better on possessions where he's he's the ball handler. And they did a bunch of possessions with him as the ball handler. Um, Salim makes a good point. I mean, Dejounte Murray letting Dejounte Murray get downhill mm-hmm. easily, which. Yeah, it's just not fair to a guy like Vooch. It's not. And this nope. is why Alex Caruso and Lonzo Ball are so important because they can prevent DeJounte from getting downhill easily. Now, he still will get downhill, but the advantage he's going to gain is a lot smaller or maybe, you know, it's later in the shot clock. And, you know, th- those guys just make a huge difference. I mean, think about missing Zach and DeMar on the offensive end. And how much that would hurt our offense. That's those uh, Lonzo and Alex are just as good on the defensive end to our team. They're so important to our team defensively. And so we're, we're playing with our two best players out on the defensive end every, every night. So it's going to be tough to, to contain dribble penetration. It just is. And, and as 
great as Io and Javante and even Troy Brown Jr. have been at screen navigation this year. And they've, they, they've done a really admirable job. I think they've done a, a really good job. But they're just not at Alex and, and, and Lonzo's level. They're just not there. And so, you, you, you know, you have situations like this. And Pirtle's a really good screen setter. I mean, yeah. Pirtle lays dudes out on screens. And uh, Eubanks was also really good. Like, our guys got killed on these screens. So, as you mentioned, yeah. DeMar here was not in the right position, did not have his feet set as if he were going to get screened. And so nope. he just gets eat, eaten alive by the screen and Keldon Johnson goes right to the rim. Yeah. So. If, if you, if people like don't truly, like if they don't understand like how you get around a screen, like if you go back and you watch Alex Caruso and, and you watch even Lonzo, Lonzo's like you said, Chris, Lonzo's gotten a lot better with screen navigation, mm-hmm. but like right now you should be engaging his body. Right, right now you should be trying to get into his body because if you can engage to his body, it makes it tougher for Pirtle to screen you. But if you're going to give him this much space, like that's that's not going to help you at all. Yeah. Um. You know, it it, it it's just a little stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like you just you just gotta you just gotta get better at those little things. But you know, Demar's an older guy now, so he's I mean he's 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 at where he's probably going to be. So. Yeah. Yeah. And and this is the problem with with Vooch. It's it's not it's not that Vooch is doing anything wrong. Because mm-hmm. he's not. He's in position, he's doing the way he's, what he should be. The problem is he's not super agile. He's not going to be able to erase defensive mistakes in the paint. So you got a guy like Bam Adebayo or Joel Embiid or Rudy Gobert or those caliber of guys, or Jakob Pertl, for example, really good rim protector, really underrated rim protector. Those guys can erase defensive mistakes. And so coaches for those teams, they don't have to be as aggressive on the perimeter as the Bulls are because they know, you know, if they can show a little resistance, you know, uh, they're going to just, they're going to give that guy enough time to get mobile in the paint. I mean, you look at a guy like Mobley or Jared Allen, (laughs) they eat guys up. And so it doesn't matter that Darius Garland, isn't super great on defense or, or whoever's, you know, on the perimeter for them because they've got guys in the paint that just eat every shot up uh, that goes in there. Vooch is not that guy. And so, yes, it, it is an inherent weakness by playing Vooch as your five. You're not going to get rim protection from him. And so you have to scheme it to maximize his strengths, which are, you know, he's, he has really good hands. He gets his hands on a lot of balls when he's in the right position and he's good moving laterally. So the Bulls play a really aggressive drop scheme where they see how high he is up on this screen, for example. He's at the top of the key. Um, and you've got a lot of athletic long wing defenders around him yeah. that can hop into the paint and you know help on, on those drives. But the Bulls have to do that because of Vooch. You know, that's the inherent weakness of Vooch. Like they wouldn't have to do this with Wendell. They wouldn't have to do this if they had you know, uh, a lot of the, the kind of well, more well-known defensive guys who are more mobile. So this is, you know, this is the price you have to pay. And and it works really, really well. The, the Bulls were in elite defense this year with Vooch on the floor when Alex and Lonzo were healthy. But when they're not healthy, the scheme is not as effective. And they, I don't know if they have another, I mean, other than, you know, situational deep drop versus more aggressive drop. I'm not sure what they can really do to 
make Vooch not a liability on the defensive end for rim protection without those guys. I don't know. Do you, do you have any ideas on that before we move on? Uh, I mean, you, you could try, since he's a little bit better laterally, you could try to have him even a little bit higher. Um, and just, but, but again, if you don't have the DJJs, the Lonzos, the Caruso's, um, you can't trust, you know, Zach and DeMar to, no. to, you know, be where they need to be with, if, if you play that type of scheme. So yeah, man, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it, it, it's, it's it tough. Is. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, especially late in the game, late in the game, we'll get to it, but the Spurs basically had the best situation possible for them to run pick and roll, which is Zach defending the point of attack with Vooch behind him in that pick and roll and Demar as the weak at the, as the low man, the weak side help. Like those are the three guys you want in pick and roll. If you want to score, uh, because they're, they're the least effective guys on our team at, at handling that situation. And the Spurs, I mean, y- you'll see, we'll see, but they, they just ate those situations up. And so you, that's why guys, Alonzo and Caruso in our closing lineup make that so much harder for opposing teams to, to get around. They, they can't just run high pick and roll and, and score on us well, like they did uh, last night. If, if you look at like the alignment right now, like I'm, I'm looking at, right. So you got <laughs> uh, Doug McDermott. He went three for seven, 42% from, from three. You got Derek white in the corner. He went two for five, 40%. You got Keldon who went four for eight from three. So it, <laughs> right now you're, you know, <laughs> You can't this, help off those guys. You just can't. And and the Spurs knew it. And look, they're they're they're, they're spaced. They know Pirtle is a very good screener. So that means Deshante is going to be able to get downhill, and he'll be if they help, kick it out to a shooter. If they don't, get a bucket. You know. So it's like, oh man, it's tough. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's tough. Well, and by the way, the other two guys on the floor are Dejounte Murray, who had 29 points, 12 assists, and nine rebounds. And Jakob Pertl had 20, 21 and 11. My goodness, man. So I mean, they just murdered us all night in pick and roll because those two guys are really, really good at pick and roll. And then the other three guys on the floor are shooting, you know, 40 plus percent from the field on high volume. Like, what are you going to do? Uh, what, do you, what, do you, what do you do is you get better defenders and you, you have to execute a little bit better and, and hope that they miss. So, yeah. Um, Salim had a question here. Would you recommend just going under the screen there for DeMar because? DeJounte Murray isn't as much of a threat behind the arc as those other guys. Um, he went two for four from three. So it's like, it's tough, man, because every game is, is is its own story. So it's like De, DeJounte, man, like what is he shooting for three this year? He's doing better if I remember right, but. Like, it, it's he's... tough. Like, you – you want to I'll tell him to go. You may you may want to tell him to go over the screen. I mean, I'm sorry, under the screen. But at the same time, the way they were shooting, you know, it's kind of like you want to force him off that line, um, and just hope that you know the guys will make the right rotations. Um, and so, I, I guess you could have told him to go under the screen. But I mean, the way these guys are shooting, man. I mean doesn't really matter <laughs> it did like when you got t- when you're going against a team that's shooting this well um or that well um it's it's um 
Well, hold on now. He's only shooting 31%. Yeah, I probably would have told him to go under the screen. <laughs> so um I, I would I probably would have told him to go under the screen, but at the same time, it's probably the scheme. It's 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 the scheme they want him. They probably want to um push him over the ball screen into their scheme they want. Uh but it's cool. Cleaning glass says cleaning glass says I'm not a subscriber. But then I try to click subscribe and it says I'm a subscriber. It just won't let me look at my content. So thank you, Cleaning the Glass, for uh, being like a printer when you need it, which is not working. Oh, boy. Yeah, 31%. Yeah. Anyways, we can, we can move on from that. But we, we got a bunch of clips. But um, a lot of it stems from from those specific issues. And so here you got Io getting uh, – he's, he's now – if you look at his positioning – he looks like a guy who knows he's about to get screened. <laughs> mm -hmm. He's trying to get in position. Um, so if you want to play, if you want to play this one, we got Pirtle. Now he rejects the screen. Troy Brown Jr. gets caught watching a little bit. So if you want to go back there and watch Troy Brown Jr., he steps in just a smidge, and he's a little late, right? If you said if if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna come in and hedge from or come in and show from the strong side. You got to do it early, so you have time to get back out to that pass, because uh, he's you know as soon as Dejounte sees him coming in, he passes to uh, he passes right to uh, to McDermott who knocks down that three. Laro, did I lose Laro? I did lose Laro. The Laro is gone. Well, that's not good. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah. So, Lero's not here right now, which is fun because he's the one controlling the the um, the clip here. But, and it's gone. All right, guys. We're having a technical difficulty for a second. Yeah, frozen screen. I think Lero uh, got knocked out. But, uh, Troy Brown Jr. there. When you're going to help from the strong side, if you're going to help, you got to come in early. You got to come in right when they were taking that drive because, oh, Laro's power went out. <laughs> He'll be back in a second, he said. So um, you want to be early on that, on that rotation because you want to be able to have time to get out to that shooter. And Doug McDermott is shooting really, really, really well. As we know, as Bulls fans, he shot really well when he was here. Um, but Doug McDermott is um, not the kind of guy you want to leave for very long if you're going to make that rotation. So Turbound Jr. actually got a lot of flack last night. I saw a lot of tweets, a lot of tweets about Troy Brown Jr. last night. And having watched the game, I don't think he deserved almost any of it. He missed two open threes. Other than that, I thought he played a pretty solid game. Like this little, this little clip I had of him um, – being a little bit late on a rotation is fairly minor stuff. I mean, um, he still got back and contested the the uh, the three, just didn't go in. Or it just went in. So, but I thought he did a pretty admirable job. I think he was really active on the glass. He got some really nice rebounds. Uh, he actually had a late offensive rebound that he got a little putback uh, layup on. So I think Turbo and Journey, uh, Bulls fans need to leave him alone. I mean, the guy is what, like 11th or 12th in our rotation, and he's, he's you know, logging 30 minutes a night. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. He's 22. He's 
definitely plays like a 22 year old in in a sense that he's got a little bit of a lack of consistency but the dude plays hard um and i you know i think he's played pretty well for us to be honest and um i've always been a fan but hopefully we'll get laro back here in a second speak of the devil and he shall appear (laughs) (laughs) i was waiting you had this look on your face laro like you were really worried about what i was saying and I was oh. like, can you, can you show that? Like, because I, I just talked about how Troy was a little bit late uh, of, you know, showing from the strong side. Uh, yeah, Salim, I saw one of your tweets. How dare you? I'm just kidding. But uh, he says, I critiqued Troy last night, but I got to give him props too. Um, if, see, if you can pull that one back up, Larry, <laughs> we'll get back to where we were. Is, is I'm that just trying to monologue over here by myself. Is that the same spot? Is that the same yeah. spot? I was just telling the people that, you know, Troy Brown Jr. gets a little bit too much flack. Um, mm. he's, he's playing 30 minutes a night or whatever, and, and he, he really shouldn't be. But he's 22. But I thought he I thought he played a pretty good game overall. But anyways, here was the, it was the play again. He comes in and, and shows. He comes over to the, the elbow. He just, he's just half a second too late on that one and, and gives Doug just enough time, and Doug's got a quick trigger finger. He's ready to shoot. Boom. I, I think yeah. for 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 this right here, is this why even with my the guys I te- I, I coach now is uh, a part of the game is like knowing your personnel, knowing your teammates, knowing their strengths. Um, and right now, like if this was Zach or if this was Demar, I would say this is perfect, right? Getting here early, but like if you see here, like Io's here, he's he's there, he's on his hip, he's got his arm yeah. out. Um, there's you don't have to dig that deep. And I think he, I think even right here, he's fine. But he right? takes but one he, more step. Yep. And that's when, that's when it's a little bit too late, especially for a shooter like Doug. I mean, you know, we yeah. drafted the guy. So, I mean, we, but, but it's like, it, it's like, I get it. He's, he's trying to be in the right spot. But like, I think, again, you need to know your personnel. You need to understand that Vooch is, he's going to, the, the only way he gets beat is if, like, if it's a straight downhill right away guys coming right at him um yeah. that's when you get him but for the most part vooch is going to be where he needs to be and io if he's not screened uh you know as well as like portal could could screen him like he's go he's going to be fine he's he, he you know he doesn't he rarely gets beat off the dribble um in pick and roll when he's not screened that well i mean there was a stat that came out right he's like the He's one of the top on-ball defenders in in NBA or or yeah. what was it rookies or in he was number one for rookies and he was top five in the NBA in the NBA like, yeah because I had to reread that I was like wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> is this a is this a typo no no he's he's really really good uh, he's really good on ball he did get yeah. I will say I didn't show the clips for mercy's sake mm-hmm. but he did get beat off the dribble twice by Dejounte Murray in a row tonight. Mm-hmm. Where he didn't get screened and he just Dejounte Murray is that good though. I mean, I was long and he's quick and he's a good on ball defender. And Dejounte Murray just got to the rim right over him twice anyway. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. Um, you know, this is the NBA. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're gonna get beat off the dribble by somebody. Yeah, at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dejounte's that guy. So. I would have loved Dejounte was one of my top targets in the off season too before I. I thought if we could get Lonzo Ball and DeJounte Murray, I thought our team would be smoking hot. 
I ended up getting Demar from the same team, but uh, right, he's he's been he's been pretty good, I guess. He's been he's been okay. That Demar guy. Um. Yeah. No. Demar has been uh, everything I'm just, and, I'm and more. But I will say though, I I think we I think we may differ a little bit on on TBJ. Um, and but, but I think, but I, but I think you're very correct in terms of, uh, the minutes that he's playing, um, probably, probably not the ideal amount of minutes that you'd want him to play. Um, but I, I do think there are some mental lapses. Uh, yes. yeah. And- I mentioned this when you were frozen, I said, he's, he's inconsistent, mm-hmm. but he does try hard. He, oh, he's yeah. just, he makes mental mistakes for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but, but you know. Uh, that, I mean, to be honest, that's about it for me with TBJ in terms of uh, my negatives is I think the mental lapses happen a bit too much. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, I mean, dude, like you say, he tries. He, he Dude is diving out of bounds for loose balls. He, he's, he's, you know, when everybody else is running back to get back on, on defense, he's still fighting for an offensive rebound. You know, like he 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 definitely is that guy that 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 gives you full effort. Yeah, I love to be honest. My favorite thing is to watch him rebound. He is a really good rebounder, especially in traffic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's pulled down some really, really good rebounds uh, for us this year uh, when we've really needed him. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just hate how Bulls fans love to like pick a scapegoat, and mm-hmm. for some reason, Torbound Junior has become the scapegoat the last couple of weeks of like all the Bulls problems. Before it was Vooch, um, but. You know, Bulls fans just never learn. Like, come on. Like, it's it's not as simple as that. It's it's a team game. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's defense takes all five guys. And there's some times where you get beat off the dribble. That happens. Or sometimes you, you have a missed rotation. We're going to show a lot of them tonight. Um, but I don't think that reflects. I, I don't know. I just, you got to take it. You got to take it in, in the entire context. Uh, with their contract, their role, their responsibility, their expected role. Um, the effort they give, I just think Turban Jr. gets more flack than he deserves uh, in in general. But I mean, he's I think he's right where he needs to be as far as like how much he's getting paid and the the type of role he he was expected to have this season. He's he's playing more minutes. Like I don't think Matt Thomas should see the floor, but Matt Thomas has to see the floor because of where we are right now. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it is. But I don't think that's a failing on Matt Thomas. Like I don't think we should blame Matt Thomas because he's playing twenty minutes a night. And when he should be playing zero, it's like Arch, right? Arch the last five years, like when Arch is playing 20 minutes a night, it's not Arch's fault. He's trying his best. He's an NBA player, but he's not a 20 minute a night NBA player. He's not the guy you should be leaning on. If you're leaning on him, you got bigger problems. I kind of feel the same about Troy Brown Jr. And he's only 22. I, I, I do think he's, he's got a lot of skills and if he can just improve that consistency, I think he's going to be a really useful player for a long time. Yeah, I agree. He's got he's got the he got some skills that you see um you know you saw it I mean we talked about it before we even uh before we um, before we got him and and when we got him uh about the bubble those flashes in the bubble you know you're like that there's he's, something there man he's great passer mm-hmm. that, yeah. he he can whip that ball anyway uh Roy had a question Roy C welcome welcome to the stream why did they not go zone for a few plays just to kind of get them off their rhythm and pick and roll what would you say to that? Honestly, I wouldn't be able to tell you that unless I was in the huddle. Um, I, I don't, I don't know why they they don't do it. 
Um, uh, I will say, though, um, that I think some people uh, will, will, it's hard to understand, I guess, but if you're not good at man, your chances are you're not <laughs> good at zone because in zone, you need to communicate even more than you do man. Um, and, and, you know, the rotations have to be even better when you're in zone. So, like, I, I could see why Billy may not have wanted to go zone because, like, you, you, you need to be on point if you're in zone, especially in, in the NBA. Um, you know, especially with these type of shooters, you know, what kind of zone you want to go? You know, you want to go 2-3 zone? Uh, that's tough with these type of shooters on the floor. Um, you know, a guy like DeJounte Murray that, you you know, you screen the inside of the, uh, of the top uh, of the two defenders. You know, he can get in the middle of the zone, cause help. You find a shooter. So it's it's like I could see why Billy may not have wanted to go zone. But, again, I'm not in the huddle. I'm not at practices. I don't know what why they may not want to uh, go zone. Um, I'm just guessing. But that would, that would be my best guess. Yeah, and Billy, I think in general, has been pretty conservative with his scheme. Like he, he kind of he wants the guys to execute within the scheme rather than he's not a coach that changes up the scheme a ton. Like the Hornets, for example, ran zone more than any other team in the league last year. I think yeah. um, some guys switch it up, and you know, Billy's Billy just hasn't really been that guy. So it may just be kind of Billy's style. But yeah. you're right. I mean, you have to really, really communicate on zone, and if in a game like this. Maybe run it for a possession or two just to kind of see if you can throw them off their rhythm for a minute. Um, but you may end up getting cooked for two straight, two or three straight possessions. <laughs> Go back to your normal stuff and be like, yeah. Uh, but that's a great question, Roy. Thank you for the question. That's a good question. All I right. Think, I think also, too, last season we um, we talked about when we had Wendell, um, why don't they do more than the deep drop? And I think – yeah. We're we're learning that Billy was kind of like, nah, we kind of have to do deep drop because if I bring Wendell up higher, I don't trust the rotations on the backside, which and you shouldn't have. Is, yeah. is exactly, and um, you know, once again, you know, just like Vooch at times, and um, Wendell got blamed, you know, just like Vooch is getting blamed. Um, it's kind of you kind of have to understand the schemes and, and what they expect out of each position on the floor. Like, I think it's easy just to blame players, but like, how about you got to deep, you got to dive in deep a little bit deeper, do your own little research, and understand what what each scheme calls for, you know. And so you have a better understanding of what Vooch is supposed to do and what the guys on the weak side or strong side are supposed to do. And yeah. there you go. So um, let's see. Uh, we've gone through twenty-two seconds of this almost three three-minute video. So, <laughs> well, 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 I'll try and I'll try and keep it a little more simple. But here is Zach gets screened by Eubanks, and uh, I think that was that. Va- was Devin Vassell. Uh, Devin Vassell. Yeah, Vassell, I don't Vassell. know if it's Vassell or Vassell. I, I always I call him Vassell. Know. I'm going to call him Vassell. Uh, so Devin Vassell comes, uh, gets the screen. Um, Zach gets screened. I just, I, I yeah. can tell you right now, like when you're watching a game, or not not you, Chris, but like our viewers and and a lot of these guys in the, in the uh, chat no ball, but like just on a chance that somebody doesn't know, um, but like right now you can tell right now by Zach's body that he's not going to get over that screen. No, he's um, he's running right into it. Yeah, you, this 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 top foot here 
has to be over that foot. <laughs> so if 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 it's you know he's basically splitting the body, like he's gonna get hit by that screen. So um, Vooch sees that and he knows. Like, see, this is where it comes in tough for him, man, because you know the. the if you're not Rudy, like you said, if you're not Rudy, you're not Bam, you're not some of the best rim protectors on the floor. And even if like you're not a good rim protector and maybe you're just a very uh, cerebral and agile defender where you can kind of kill advantages because you're just so uh, you read the floor, you read the game so well that you can you know, kill advantages by either stepping up or being where you need to be in terms of uh, reading ahead of, ahead of the play and understanding where the next pass will go. But like Vooch is a smart player, but like he just doesn't have the athletic ability to do the things that his brain probably processes. Um, but like right here, like this is tough for him, you know, like, like when you're playing drop, you have to continue to drop at the same depth as, as the roller. Right. Like I think some people say like Vooch, why didn't you, why didn't you contest the jump shot? Well, if, if you look at the play, um, he, he wants to like, you see it right now. He wants to, but, the roller Eubanks is rolling hard to the basket. He has to drop with the roller, you know, yeah. and, and you see him have his hands like that. He's, he's trying to account for Eubanks. And look at Zach right here. After Zach is caught by the screen, watch, watch his lock and trail. It's terrible. Yeah. He's yeah. trying to anticipate him going to the basket, right? He's trying to dive to the basket before him and he just pulls right up. It's like, an easy shot. Like I could see, I could see what Zach was thinking because if you, you, you see him, like he get he, he, right now, boom, he, he's trying to get his hand down for a bounce pass, but but yep. he's already getting into his shot. <laughs> he's already getting into his shot. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Um, look at Kobe. I know we're not talking about Kobe right now. I love look, it. Look, Kobe's where he needs to be. I, I love, love it. it. Kobe, man, Kobe has been so good. As we as a weak side help defender, that man is getting to the rim all the time with his hands up, trying to contest his little his little short arms. Unfortunately, <laughs> not doing a whole bunch, but he's he has stonewalled a couple of people at the rim and made them take tougher shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's another one. Uh, it's a side pick and roll here, um, and Dejounte Murray just comes right over that right over. Let's see. I think I was trying to uh, see the difference in the lock and trail, maybe, but that that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, he bothers that shot. Look at look at his footwork over the screen too. Uh, he, he gets hit, mm -hmm. clipped a little bit, but how? Oh wait, this is the wrong one. Uh, let me go here. Here it is, I think. But yeah, look look yep. at, look at that. Like he's dipping his shoulder. He's trying to get over the screen like that. That's that's you know, that's good stuff. And he'll yeah. get better as as he gets more games under his belt. And he still got clipped by it. I mean, it's yeah. going to happen. Mm -hmm. He's going to get clipped by a screen. Like Caruso gets, I've seen Caruso get just completely destroyed on screens. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be perfect at it. But if you have the right fundamentals and you can anticipate and you have that that processing speed, you're going to do it more times than not. And that's going to, you guys have no idea. I mean, I know you guys do if you've watched the show, but screen navigation is one of the most important fundamental things you can be good at at basketball and really change the game. I mean, mm -hmm. Alex Crusoe's screen navigation is like championship level change to a to a champ, to a team's defense. Like it's just huge what that does. It blows up so many actions that other teams are trying to run. It's just that one simple thing. And if if every player could do it as as well as him, they probably wouldn't run pick and roll very much <laughs> because it's just pointless. 
Oh man, I miss that man. I'm so mad. I'm so mad that he's out for like two months. I'm so pissed off. <sighs> yeah, that's a tough one, man. All right, well, let's go to the next play here. What do we got? Uh, Kobe gets around the screen. Oh yeah, here's a little miscommunication uh, between between those two guys. If you go, so it's Troy Brown Jr. and Kobe. So Kobe gets around the screen pretty well, but Troy Troy doesn't. Troy kind of anticipates him getting hit by that screen, and so he yeah. he just kind of slides over just to kind of like help. Oof. And then Kobe Kobe turns around mm-hmm. and starts head towards the other guy right as Troy gets hit by a screen that I don't think he realizes is coming. Yeah, and so now you got zero guys on the ball, and so Vooch has to step over, and now you got the roller. And Io doesn't. Yeah. Anyways, it just <laughs> it gets right to the rim. And domino. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. So just a little, just a little miscommunication. But I don't think it was. I think both are. You know, not trying to do anything dumb. It's just I think Troy got hit by that screen, and I don't. I think the communication you could see. It's interesting when I was listening to it. Tyler Cook was really, really communicative on the defensive end. Like he was, he was yelling at guys the whole every time he was on the floor. Mm-hmm. He was doing a really good job. I don't think Vooch is quite as loud on defense. Like I, I could, you can't hear Vooch. I'd never hear Vooch talking on defense. And I don't think Troy knew that screen was coming at all. Um, but anyways, a small thing. All right, here we go again. Demar is going to get put in the screen uh, by Eubanks, or it looks like it's going to be, and. Uh, yeah, I think it was Devin Vassell. It's just yeah. it's right to the rim. But I want—I think it was a weak side help rotation here. Troy. Yep. Just, just, a, just a little bit too late. Like he, he had the right idea, but I think he just got there just like right now. He's he, right when he was at the top of the key. Troy should have been coming over. Yeah. Hi. But he was there. Uh, I, th- I think he just. Uh, maybe could have he could have stepped up a little higher, communicated yeah. to Kobe. Just yeah, just uh, just half a second. I thought too late, but here's another fun one. I'll rewind it. This watch well, watch tomorrow on this. Keldon Johnson starts kind of just drifting towards <laughs> the corner, just drifting, and and then stops. Watch him stop. Anyways, uh, sorry, a little bit before that, he stops right here and watch tomorrow. Demar just drifts a little bit further. Boom. Mm, they got him. They got him. <laughs> uh, fake but exchange. It was little things. And then this. Oh, Demar. Sorry, man. Another Demar one. I don't know what he's doing here. He's trying to play two. He just did it the wrong way. Yeah, he's trying He's trying to play two. Because uh, Zach is. I don't know what Zach was doing. But look, you see him right here. He's like trying to play two. Trying to play, and they yeah. just made the right decision. But I mean, that's tough. Oh, that's what are we? Ugh, God, this is a <laughs> hodgepodge of just like guys. What are we doing? Okay, this one. This one's fun though. First of all, this is Zach's fault. Zach shows there's not even a screen here. Zach thinks there's going to be a screen and kind of just does this little shimmy in place all of a sudden, and lets lets Derek White go all the way to the rim. Vooch has to follow him. And there's no help. Uh, well, I mean, Troy's there, but you know, he's he's that's trying. A, that's, that's a just bad pass, man. It is. That, he threw that, it behind that, him. Yeah, it's like to be able to get it to to like like to to 
to read <laughs> that that's where you need to get the ball through the crease like that quickly is pretty cool. But like, no, you're right. I mean, I think is that oh, okay, you uh, made this easy. I'll push him. We, we're pushing it. We're pushing it. And then boom. <laughs> it's like just, it's over. It's, it's free I layups. think my pet peeve, my pet peeve right now with big men, especially, especially uh big guys like like Vooch, stay on your damn feet. Like that's that's my biggest pet peeve with big guys like that. Like Derek White ain't putting that on your head. Stay on your okay. feet, keep your keep your seven foot wingspan up. And if he stays on his feet, he can he can flip his hips. I we I've, I saw a clip where he flipped his hips and got to Demonis uh to to Sabonis, like stay on your feet, and in you know that I, that's a big pet peeve of mine. Just like yeah. stay on your feet. I think here's another one. So Troy actually Troy does a good job here. If you want, I'll go back. Yeah, let's see. So Troy gets screened or. It looks like he's going to get screened, but he doesn't. He stays all the way. And then it gets it back. Zachary. Zach. Zach, that's what this was. This is this play was about Zach. What are you doing? <laughs> he, he's in he's in the paint for just too long, right? He's got the good idea. He's got the good idea, right? He's a low man. He comes over. He sees it. But you get get out of there. Once once you see Troy's there. Get yeah. out of there. <laughs> like out I, there. that 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 uh clip right there that little clip right there is the um is what Chip was talking about when he was on our show when he said that uh for for football scouts right with offensive linemen when you scout them when you take care of your first responsibility what are you doing you know what, what, what you yep. find find the work right so like you said Troy's already there Zach should be like okay let me go find where let me see where the work, next work is and he doesn't. He kind of he kind of just sits in no man's land. And in in yeah. there's a Derek White who can who's a knockdown three point shooter. I mean, you know, and he does it. Uh, Danny, by the way, Danny says, "What's up, boys? Want to let you know I've been lurking for a while. Work till three a.m. on Saturdays now. Hey. Having the listen recorded. You guys are crushing. It. I like this defense. <laughs> I appreciate it, Dan. Nice to see you, Mr. Daniel Foy. Hey. Back in the building. Let me rewind it. All right. So here's the next one." Kobe gets screened, but he could, he does a good job getting back into the play. Yep. Troy overcommits just a little bit, and that's that's uh, that's the end of it. I'm trying to get a good look at it. Okay, so <laughs> Kobe with the chicken wing. Yep. TVJ. It's a good way to get around the screen. Troy Brown. Um, Troy Brown. Uh, Tony in front of the ball. Okay. Oh, I, what's so funny? I didn't realize it was Tony Bradley in the game. I didn't realize he look, got minutes. Look at this. That's a problem. Well, look at the back cut. Exactly. Nobody is connected to their man here. Eyes looking like that's a problem. Um, yeah. Let me see. Just, just I would say this is nitpicky. But I would say with TBJ, like T, you know, uh, Troy Brown is oh, godly. Tony is there already, right? So get to your guy, kind of fade to your three point. He's a three point shooter. Get to your guy mm -hmm. here. You got Kobe coming as well. So like that's good. Just get to your guy and 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 you know. But he kind of I get it. He you know he shows a little bit, but that's a little too late. Even it's a, that's even a bad pass. It's a bad closeout. It, it's just man, like it's just that type of stuff, Chris. Like yeah. 
like just the small little thing. That's what it, that's all it takes. Just that one small misstep, you know, that that false step. You make you got you get you playing against a team that has guys that make that right pass at the right time, and that's what happens. Yeah, and this is Laro. This is the team that all these national guys thought they would be this year. Mm-hmm. This is that team, right? Mm-hmm. Great on offense, but kind of Swiss cheese on defense. They got some guys out there, but without Lonzo, without Alex Caruso, they're they're going to be an average to below average defensive team. Just unfortunately, that's just the way it is. If they and the only way they can change that, I think they can be an average defense or slightly above average defense, but they have to get the execution down. Yeah, like they've still got bodies to to play good defense. They just can't be elite. Yeah, they just can't be at that elite level. By the way, I love the Spurs uniforms. These little Fiesta ones are are smoking. I love them. Yeah, this, I think this is my second time seeing them. I think I think I do like them. I love the court too. Good stuff. Yeah. Plus to play Spanish music and anyways, <laughs> just completely my jam. So, um, all right. So here we've got. I think it's is that Derek White with yep. the ball. Yep. Uh, Javante's up on him on the left on the left wing. And um, Lonnie, he's gonna he's gonna get screened by Lonnie Walker, Kobe White. Yeah, they they comes around and gets an open three. Okay, let's see what happened. Oh, Troy Brown actually got screened here. It was an illegal screen. If you watch Pirtle, completely holds him. <laughs> you wow. can tell, and you see Troy arguing with the ref right after. But anyways, like. So this is just a three because they're like, oh, there's an open three. What was Troy Brown Jr.? Because I remember Stacey King was going off on Troy Brown Jr. right here. Yeah. Tell him, oh, you got to watch your man, know your personnel. Like, you, you can't let him get that open three. But Pirtle, Pirtle definitely held him there. But, um, I, yeah, small thing. It's a, it's a small thing. and, and I, but, but there's lots of small things in this game. My pr- problem is, why are we trying to cheat that? Yeah, like like just go go lock and trail them. That's that's on my my only problem with that play is is like, why are you trying to cheat that screen? Just lock and trail. Well, here's uh, here's my defense of it. If you go back and look, um, his oh sorry, if, if you go back, oh my bad, my bad. Let me get back over here. Watch his man kind of pushes off of him. And then Troy thinks he's coming around to screen, so he's trying to he's trying to beat him around that screen, as he said. He's trying to cheat the screen, but he thinks that's where he's coming. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so a small thing, but ah. this thing that costs you three points. So, all right, here we go. So Troy Engineer gets a little turnaround here, but he comes back. The problem is the weak side help is just not here. Whatever whatever side you think is weak, the weak side here. Someone's gonna help. It's Kobe and Zach on uh, on the bottom. There we go. Yeah, that's okay. So he comes around this. Uh, oh, uh, his last sorry. play. No, the the next one. All right, right after this one, shoots it. Okay, now watch this. So Troy comes around the screen, turns, but he gets back into it. Just the the help was too late. Troy ends up found him. This is another great set. I here's the deal. 
here's the deal, man. It's like these two, Tyler and and and, and Troy, they have they have to be on a string. Like they mm-hmm. just have to be, because right now Tyler, like Troy needs to let him know right now, or or yeah. even, maybe a couple steps before. Hey, Tyler, I'm here. Don't worry. Get back to yours. If Tyler yeah. doesn't hear that, he's gonna step up. And Derek does a good job, right? So if the if the help is there, I mean, you got shooter, shooter. So wherever the help comes from, it's easy, you know, uh, uh, spray out to the shooter. So it's like th- it puts these two guys in a situation when the point of attack is just not where it needs to be. And I I just don't know. I don't know, man. Like I don't know. That's a. I think this one's on. I, I, I mean. The the initial miscommunication on between Cook and because I thought Troy Brown Jr. got back onto his man, I think Tyler Cook should have dropped with uh, with Pirtle. Instead, he comes up and tries to kind of stonewall him. Zach is too late. I think Zach should have helped a little earlier. But as you mentioned, they got shooter in the corner, so then you have to have Javante X out, right? Yeah. Like they Zach do, is, they didn't do either of them. Zach they is didn't. no doubt. Right, right now he's where he needs to be. Now he needs to get over. But he's too late. He's just watching it. But a, it's 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 just tough, man. Because that the point of attack kind of got screwed up pretty badly, and it, it just man, like that. We would have to talk about that in film session. Like, why did that happen? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. Maybe we'll keep it playing at this speed and just go a little bit. So Iowa's here at the top of the top of the key. Dejounte Murray's going to get to screen him around Pirtle. He gets screened pretty good. Just a nice, easy, free basket. Oh, what they did here. Uh, the reason I want to show this is they dragged the help out. If you go a little earlier to the very beginning of this clip. I dog it. Okay, right. All right, here we go. There. Yep. They yeah. dragged Troy. They drag Troy out of that off that side so they can get a little empty side pick and roll. Yep. Because they've been screening Io and they know is gonna get right to the rim. I think this is I, I love Vooch. I I love Vooch. Okay. <laughs> now you're gonna say something negative now. <laughs> but like this is probably my biggest pet peeve with Vooch. Um, and this happens a lot, but like, like I just want you to contest it. Just, just, just contest it. Like that's yeah. all I want you to do. And a lot of times he just, just kind of, oh, all right. He's got his hands to the side, but not up. Doesn't have them up. Yeah. Just contest it. Even if you don't want to jump, Vooch. Just, just, just use that wingspan. Here's another one. High pick and roll gets right over, right through the screen, right around Vooch. I gotta say, I will say, sometimes. Like in these some of these situations, like this this fit like this is a hell of a finish. Like over a seven footer with a seven foot wingspan off the glass, nothing but like that's a tough finish. Dejounte's that guy, but look, watch uh, if you watch how he gets under Vooch's body on this drive mm-hmm. right there. He takes that little kind of extra step, <clears throat> gets gets him almost on his back. Yeah, so he can get that separation. I mean, it's still a tough finish. Yeah. But Dejounte's that guy. I mean, he's good. So here, Dejounte's uh, 
Oh yeah, here's another one with uh, who is this? Who is it? who is at fault here? DeMar. Oh, this is Demar. Yeah, Demar's yep. guard nobody. Like what? Again, it, the easiest green parable was ever set before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh this man, is late the, it was late in the game. I mean, the, the game is within reach. We're within four points here. Demar's just guard nobody. It's like easy, super easy pass for Dejounte to make. To Keldon Johnson, who by the way went fifty percent four of eight. I want to. I want to say that. Five to ten. It looks like Lonnie. It looks like Lonnie is, is expecting for Keldon to to drop to the corner because it looks like they're trying to set up maybe like a hammer or a corner pin. But like I just want to say maybe that Keldon was doing a good job of just reading his defender. And that's pretty cool because I thought Keldon because I'm a Kentucky fan, so like seeing him do things like this just. You know, he probably should go to the corner, but he stays there because he sees his man. And just, I thought I, that's pretty cool of Keldon developing that way. But anyway, uh, yeah, DeMar has to be better there. Yeah. All right, here's another one. Uh, Io overplays a little bit. Uh, no, no one comes to help. That's Zach. To me, that's Zach. Uh, All right. Yeah, sorry. It's after this one. Where are you at? Right. Jante makes the pass to the corner to Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker takes one, two steps. And the, I mean, Pirtle's running straight to the rim from the three point who, line. Who is he guarding? Oh, Derek. Okay. Uh, I don't know. And that's, uh, yeah, that's that's a really, that's a tough possession to give up. All right, here we go. Another one. Uh, this is Derek White coming off the screen. Dejante, or, uh, Javante Green. And these dudes, like I mean, that's a tough. This is a tough finish too. But he does the same thing; gets right under Vooch's body. Like I don't I can't recall why I didn't like this one. Um, maybe just getting caught on the yeah, screen. No. The screen. Uh, that's okay. I don't know. I can't recall. It was just late in the game. I was like, man, maybe this is a tough, tough bucket to give up. Maybe you were thinking is Zach. I no help maybe but that's one pass away I, I wouldn't want that um yeah i don't know man i i, I think because <laughs> they just scored on this all night long <laughs> next oh, play here we go again 112 120 screens gets right up in there He's i the mean <sighs> dude these are tough finishes like i know what that's Dejounte's game Dejounte is so good at that stuff like right now, like how could you be mad at like mad at Vooch? Like he jumps, he contests. No, no, no. It didn't that, matter. That was good defense, I thought. Maybe maybe that was meant to be in my good defense clips, and I just messed it up. But oh, let's see. Is this one bad? Let's see. Okay, Kobe White's gonna get screened. Yep, he spins around. Oh, Vooch has to come up, and they just get easy purtle. Right to the rim. I I think. Demar, Demar has to get over there. Yes. Yep. Demar needs to be on that low man help. Yeah. Demar and Zach were the worst offenders tonight on as far as help defense. Unreal, man. Here's or, another one. You know oh, what? this is the worst. Oh, okay. Yeah. These, just oh, Zach, Lord. man. 
got shifted. They did this. They did the empty side pick and roll, and just no one. And then Demar didn't help. No, no one like Pirtle's just waiting there for for an easy bucket. So Zach anticipates Ooh. like he's going to get screened. Then they switch. Then Zach decides to come back. So now no one's on. And then Io has to get out because Keldon Johnson is now wide open. And yeah, it's just created because oh, here's another one. Zach getting pre-screened. He's like walking into the screen, and then he Horrible then he just effort. gambles. And and uh, that was the game right there. Horrible effort. Horrible. The the score here. I think it was 120 to 126. Yep. You get it, and you have like 40 seconds left. Uh, just you're in the game. You're still in the game here. And Zach just man, just tries to reach <sighs> in behind. Kobe tries to come over and help, but that's a Dejounte floater for the win. Like it's just that was it. Like this play here, that that one play right before, right here. Yeah. Like, my problem with Zach is, is like I get that <clears throat> you're you're forcing on baseline, but I need for you to get back in front of the damn ball, so so Vooch can get back to where he needs to go. Right. Like right now, I get what he's, oh, he's trying to guide him, guide him, guide. No, like I need for you to get in front of Dejounte, get get in front of Dejounte, so now Vooch can slide back to to Pirtle, but but um. He doesn't. He just kind of rides it out, rides it out, rides it out. And then now crowl him. Yeah. Yeah. It's like and then they both jump. He's behind the basket. They both jump. Not knowing where you are on the on the damn floor. Not it's just yeah. not paying attention. And and I I can't remember um who it was. I want to say Zach did this. Maybe did he do it against the Toronto Raptors? I can't remember who it was. It was either Io or Kobe that were like very pissed off at him. For, for an effort that that um was just bad it was just bad effort like what are we doing zach like you told you said you said before the season that you want to be a better defender you want to be making all defensive team all defensive team like this is not the effort that's going to get you that and and i'm not sitting here trying to be the guy that you know sitting at home in his kitchen you know that doesn't play in the nba uh telling a guy that is an NBA that he needs to be better. But like I'm just holding you to your own standard, you know, what what you said. You know what I'm saying? So it's like this this effort that you're showing doesn't doesn't match up to what you you said that you wanted to try to you know do. So I I just uh, this is just bad right this this right here this like what are we doing? Like I, I don't and Kobe tries to get over there and help. Yeah. I, I just ah man <laughs> I knew that one. We saved the best for last, and I didn't plan it that way. It just that was the last possession they had. So, anyways, those those are the clips I had. That's that's the Spurs game. I actually thought, looking back at it, the defense wasn't as bad overall as I thought it was going to be when I. But there were just key moments like that that were just too much, and you know, maybe if the Spurs miss a couple, that that game comes down to the wire, but. It's tough. Um, you know, the, the Bulls are missing their their best defenders. There's, there's no way around it. And, um, yeah, <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> my guy Lero's been, like, down here for a lot of, for a lot of the <laughs> thing. But, um, 
yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to be a continuing problem. Like I think I said on Twitter the other day, dribble penetration, continuing dribble penetration is going to be tough. I mean, Io and Javante are good defenders. They're they're good. They're quality defenders. Kobe's getting a lot getting a lot better. Um, Zach and Demar are capable of being good defenders, especially in in help. But they've got to be locked in, and they've got to give appropriate effort. And I thought there was blame to go around tonight or for last night's game. Um, I mean, it's you know, it's team defense. Yeah. And they, they just weren't on a string all the time. There's miscommunication. And, you know, you can still win and have that stuff. But it, you just make your job a lot harder when it, when it goes like that. Um, Salim's right. Just just miss Alex Caruso. <laughs> just miss Alex Caruso a lot. And we're, we're going to really miss him. But it's going to be interesting because I think our seeding is going to drop. I, I really think we're probably going to finish – between four and six, I don't think we'll drop to seventh by the end of, by the end of the season. But I think we're our team's going to look. I, I think we're going to. What, what am I trying to say here? I think our team is going to be a lot better than we're going to appear to be at the end of the season. Because if we get Pat back, if we get Alex back, if we get Lonzo back, if we get DJ back, if we add a piece of the deadline that shores up our front court a little bit. I think we're going to be a really, really dangerous team because we, we've we got the firepower on this squad to compete with anybody, and we've got the defensive chops to compete with anybody if we can get Pat back uh, and or some some other help you know, as, as from a large forward or center position. Um, that's, my, that's my opinion. But that lack of home court advantage is going to really hurt our chances. And I think you get, you know, you have to thank Grayson Allen for that, honestly, like, because I think if we had Alex Caruso and, and we're just missing Lonzo, I don't think we, I, I don't think we drop this game. I don't think we drop. I don't think we get blown out by the magic. He, he is that important to our team. Yeah. And it's just going to suck without him. I think we're going to be a really dangerous playoff team. I think we're still going to make the playoffs. I think we're still going to be a tough out in the playoffs. But it's stuff like this that they got to clean up in the meantime. So maybe this is good that they can learn how to be better at defense without having to rely on Caruso, without having to rely on Lonzo, because I think there's been times earlier this year where we've looked over film and Zach and Damar have been chilling a little bit too much because Caruso and Lonzo can kind of make up for those deficiencies. They're going to have to, they're going to have to kick it in gear. They're going to have to do their, they're going to have to, you know, work their butts off on defense, I think, a little bit more. Um, yeah. Uh, Salim, you may be right. I mean, we may still be able to keep a top three seed, um, but the Heat are good. Philly's coming. Cavaliers aren't going away, and if they get, you know, if they get another guard at the trade deadline, they can trade Ricky Rubio on, like, a first for something. They're going to be a tough – they're going to be a tough prospect in the regular season. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, it's it's tough sailing – Tough sledding. I think it's tough sledding is the phrase I'm looking for. Tough sledding for the Bulls right now. By the way, how's the weather in Chicago? I saw I saw a picture of a frozen lake <laughs> recently. <laughs> and I see you're not in your garage anymore. <laughs> it must be too cold out there. Yeah, it's a little too cold for that, man. Um, <laughs> 
it's a little too cold for that. I'm not I, I'm not trying to be in there in like a, a full like bubble coat. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. <laughs> um, no, man. I'm. <clears throat> I I think I, I I'm I think I'm right there with you in terms of, um, you know, it's gonna be tough sledding with without AC. But the thing is, they they have to, you know, they have to win the games they should win. Like, you, that's what you have to do. You have to, you have to win the games you should win. The Magic game that should be a win. There's no other reason that should not have been a win. You have to win those games. Um, so you know, if they want to continue to be a top three seed, that's the way. You just got to beat the teams. And we, what what is the schedule? I, th- I think the schedule coming up. Like, there's some some winnable yeah. games that should, you know. It, it yeah well you know if they if they if they had just taken care of business and not dropped the Magic and Spurs game they'd be they'd still be the one seed today. Uh, their next games are against the Trailblazers tomorrow at home. That's a game they have to win. But the Trailblazers yeah. have been uh, doing a little better recently. Hmm. Um, then they've got the Magic again on Tuesday at home. Then they've got the Raptors again on Thursday. Uh, in Toronto, and then they fly from. This is gonna be tough. They fly from Toronto to the Pacers for Friday. Those are games. Those are all winnable games, though. Yeah. I, I think they're probably gonna drop one of the Raptors, the Pacers, or maybe both. Um, but then next Sunday, they have a back-to-back with the Sixers and the Suns, both at home. But that's that's gonna be a brutal back-to-back, brutal back-to-back. And then they get the Hornets, the the Timberwolves, the Thunder, the Spurs, the Kings all in a row. And then they finish out the, the month with the Hawks, the Grizzlies, and the Heat. Hawks are doing a lot better recently. They've got all their players back. So they have to take advantage, and they got to stack up these wins because the, the schedule, they're going to play some tough teams. <sighs> that, that's, that's, Suns, that's February. That oh, Suns man. game scares me. Um, oh, they're gonna they're gonna get destroyed. I mean, there's no way around it. I mean, if they're allowing like no dis no disrespect to Dejounte at all, but like if they're allowing Dejounte to 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 get downhill and go to work, I mean, what is Chris Paul? What is Devin Booker? What what are they gonna do? So, I mean, man, that's gonna be a tough game to watch. But you know, I, I but here's the deal. This is why I always thought. You know, coming into the season, when you added Demar, when you added, you know, when you have Zach and you have Vooch, you're gonna always have a chance to win the game. It's just how can it happen? You know, in terms of, you know, what is what is the game presenting to you? You know, so I, I just yeah. we'll see, man. We'll see. Yeah. They got they got they got some guys. You know, they got guys. Maybe by that time, Zach Zach will have his game game be back in game shape. He'll be making those tough shots that he likes to take and, and attacking downhill more often. Um, I think that's something we need to see out of Zach a little bit more often is attacking downhill because I think when he is that guy getting downhill and being, a, you know, attacking the basket, I mean, there isn't many guys that can, you know, if you're Matisse Thibel, you know. Maybe, but, but, you know. But <laughs> oh, man, I forgot. I forgot, dude. That's going to be a terrible Philly game too. Yeah. You got, you got MVP and Bede. Furkin Korkmaz is probably going to have another career game against us. <laughs> no one's going to stop Embiid. And then you got Matisse Tybel, the the Levine stopper on the other end. Man, that, that game's going to suck. He 
Yeah, I think that's after the deadline. Really? Okay. Let's see. I got to remember. Um, no, that's right before the deadline. Yeah, the 6th and the 7th. Deadline's the 10th. So no no help is on the way. Yes, I am crazy, Slim. I'm trying to come <laughs> to Chicago at the end of February. I'm excited, though. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. We're gonna, we're gonna, I'm going to say we'll be mostly indoors. I'm going to be mostly <laughs> indoors. I'm not crazy. But, um, yeah, I'll be at the podcast Palooza on that Sunday, the Sunday the 27th, I believe. And uh, yeah, I'll be fun. in Chicago that weekend. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. We taking bringing the wife with me. We can hear uh, more. Uh, we're gonna be able to hear more propaganda, more IO propaganda from from from, uh, from, from Fred. Fred, and how he's better than Josh Giddy, and he's, you know. So sometimes be- Fred bit goes a little too far. <sighs> <laughs> the one oh, to- yeah. today. The one. The one today. Oh, just that's not even. Man. <laughs> Speaking of Matisse Tybel. Oh, man. Oh, gosh, man. I don't know about that guy. You got to have Fred back on here. He's a hoot. Yeah, yeah he, was, he, was, he was a lot of fun. Really funny. Um, but I just wanted to, to ask you before we, before we get out of here. Um, if, if we don't go Barnes, we don't go uh, – we're definitely not going to go with Jeremy. Jeremy has put it out there, dude. I ain't going nowhere where I'm not – a guy yeah the guy you know? yeah. right you know so jeremy's not gonna come but like if you don't get barnes or you know kuzma like who are like have you have you looked at any like around the margins or or maybe buyout guys that that may be worth it i have a little bit i'm definitely gonna do more of it this upcoming week because mm-hmm. uh and i think it maybe it's a good time to announce our show next week <laughs> We are going to be doing a trade deadline kind of special. So we want you guys to send us your best trades or your worst trades, Bulls-centric trades, trades you think the Bulls should do, could do, or possibility. It's got to work in the trade machine. You can use the trade machine on ESPN, or you can use the one at fanspo.com, F-A-N-S-P-O.com. I think that, I like that one a little bit better. Um, tells you – anyways, it, it's a little bit more detailed – um, but we would love to see your trade ideas. You can send them. You can email them to bulls101podcast at gmail.com. Or you can tweet at us at KLA Hoops at underscore Laro Hoops. Or at, at <clears throat> sorry, at our um, at our, our podcast Twitter account, which is at bulls101podcast. Um, so send us your, your crazy trade ideas, your best trade ideas, and we'll we'll break them down. And uh, I don't know, maybe we'll have a guest. Maybe we'll just do it solo. We'll see. But that'll be really fun because I'm excited. So I'll have some more. I'll have some. And, Larry, you'll probably have some too uh, to talk about because the trade deadline will be coming. But to answer your question, you know, like P.J. Washington, I don't know if he's low-key, but he's a guy I would love to have. Um, yeah. You know, Harrison Barr, I, I, I would love to have um, Rashawn Holmes. I don't know if he's super low key. Uh, Robert Covington, Larry Nance. I, I'd, I'd take either one of those guys from Portland. Um, I don't know what the Timber. I don't think the Timberwolves are moving Vanderbilt unless they get Simmons. He's, but he would be a guy I'd love to swoop in and get. He's Vanderbilt, tough, man. good rebounder, really tough defender. 
he's he's he's, he's doing really well. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of some other guys. Nick Claxton maybe on the on the on the market. And Nick Claxton was really really useful for the for the Nets last year. He may be a guy yeah. to look at. Trying to think, um, Celtics I know are trying to get out of the tax. The, the Blazers are trying to get out of the tax. The Celtics may have um, like Grant Williams might mm. be a, a guy to look at. I'm trying to think around the league, Pacers. I might try and pick up a guy like Justin Holiday from the Pacers. Yeah. To be honest, I think he'd be a really nice kind of wing option that you could play. He's like kind of what you hope Troy Brown Jr. would give you <laughs> in, in a sense, in some ways. Yeah. Um, trying to think if there's any other guys I can think of that come off the top of my head. What about uh, if if it happens, uh, Millsap, are you willing to give him a chance? I'm 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 conflicted on it. At the mm-hmm. beginning of the season, I would have said, heck yes, he's mm-hmm. the guy. He has been he has looked his age so far this year on defense and on offense, actually even more. Maybe that's just the net situation. Mm-hmm. But if the Bulls are if it costs you Matt Thomas, maybe. If it costs you someone other than Matt Thomas, I'd probably say no. Uh, maybe like, is would he be more valuable than Alphonse McKinney? I, I'm gonna look back at this in three months when Millsap is like having an, an All Star <laughs> season for us and be like, "What an idiot! Why wouldn't you cut you know Alphonse McKinney or something like that?" But I don't know. Like he, he it's a risk. He, you know, sometimes you got guys doing like the Blake Griffin fake, where it is like, "Oh, I'm I'm all broken down in Detroit," and then he gets to the Nets and has like a really great season with the Nets. Um, he's dunking all over the place. So I don't know. Like situation does matter, and maybe that's the thing for Millsap. But if he's looking for a role on a contender, I feel like the Nets should be a good place for him. Like they need his help. Yeah. So I don't know what it is with the Nets, but. Whatever for whatever reason it's not working. I'm not sure if it's his health, if it's his performance, if there's something else going on. But I still think he's definitely got it. I mean, he's a really smart vet. He's very smart. Um, you could do a lot worse than Paul Millsap. I'll just say that. Yeah, no. I another agree. Guy, another guy I'd be looking at Kyle Anderson from the mm. Grizzlies or Brandon Clark. I like I'd like to both of those guys at the beginning of the year. I don't think they're going to get rid of Brandon, Brandon Clark. I thought they might have mm. at the beginning of the season. Um, he's turned it around. He's yes, he has. Um, think of any other guy. I'm trying to look at teams here. Maybe the Pelicans, if they're willing to move on from Jackson Hayes, maybe an, an option at the backup five. He's okay. shown he's shown some good stuff. The Wizards, though, Kuzma, if they're if they're selling. Kuzma would be a really nice get. I don't know what they'd want. Uh, we were talking about it in DMs the day. Like, if it costs you Kobe and fir- that Portland first or something, I'm like, I don't know. I, I have to think about that. Um, but he's a really good player on a really good deal for the next three years. And Kuzma um, has really, you know, besides his, you know, and I'm not even going to go there, but, um, but, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but like on the court, man, that dude has been – Pretty dang good, man. Yep. Um, yeah, yes, man. I mean, we've seen it when he when we played against him. I mean, he's been pretty good. Yep, 
he's been he's been really nice. He could he got into the paint at will against us uh, last game. So what he's got. I mean, he's having a great season. Yeah, he's having a great season. And and the 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 thing that's nice is even if it's a mirage, right? Even if he doesn't play like this the rest of the year or the rest of his contract, thirteen million for like a decent role player. Even if he kind of reverts back to decent role player instead of really high end role player slash like borderline, you know, he's been really good. Mm-hmm. So even if he goes back to being like normal Kuzma, he's still worth thirteen million and he could still help this team a lot. I think. But yeah, it's uh, as long as it's not sweater weather in Chicago, I think Kuzma would be really a good fit here. <laughs> Shout out, Danny. Let's see that fashion sense. You know what's funny? I, I heard the... on the low post they had Bobby Marks on. Uh huh. This has nothing to do with the Bulls. You know who would be a really good team to trade for Westbrook? <laughs> the Knicks. Oh, they need that that on ball creator. And, and and they've got. I mean, they they can trade. They could trade Kemba Walker, Alec Burks, and. Um, uh, Who's Fournier? They can trade him Fournier, and that would get the, they could trade that, and the salaries match enough that they can make that trade. I'm just saying, Lakers and Knicks. I know Knicks fans are like gonna if anyone hears that from the Knicks, they're gonna go off of my mentions. But dude, but I'm like, you know what? That actually might work <laughs> pretty well. In the last month, Kuzma is at 22 and a half on 51 percent from the floor. He's shooting th- about thirty-five percent on on five uh, threes a game, uh, eleven rebounds, and a block per game. Yeah, we can. He we can, can help us. Yeah, he can help. He can definitely help. You know what though? I want Patrick Williams to come back. Mm-hmm. I want him in. I want him in February. I want Patrick Williams in February. That'd be great. I want it. That'd Make be- it happen, Laro. Make whatever call you need to make, Laro. Make it happen. I want Patrick Williams back on my team. Dude, Pat is uh, – I I think it's – with him being – I think there's a lot of people that obviously love Pat. But I think it was very easy – it's very easy to forget, like, the the potential skills and the skill set in his age. You you forget about it. You know, you forget about he's been out. You're just like – like him coming back, and, and if you go back and you remember those first couple games of the season, like he started off pretty slow, but like you really started to feel like he was starting to to, to catch on um, yeah. to what he how he could affect the game in the role that they're asking him to play uh, this season. Um, just sucks too, you know. You you see Io making a jump, you see Kobe making a jump. You just wonder yeah. where Pat would be at this point. Yeah, and I think he'll get there. I mean, as Chip said last week, we we've seen flashes. Mm-hmm. We've started to see stretches. We're yeah. just kind of starting to see the stretches, and then once you, once those stretches go from a couple games to a dozen games to a quarter of a season, half a season, full season. I mean, he just seems to get consistent. The dude's twenty, and he yeah. has all the talent in the world. I'm, yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens, but. Uh, I think we've kept everyone long enough. I, I'm surprised that we went through so many clips in <laughs> under two hours. Actually, 
I, I thought we might take longer, but um, my my mouth hurts from talking. <laughs> to be Man. honest, I've been yapping a lot tonight. <laughs> I mean, so, that, that's what the Bulls' defense is as he's got us doing, man. I mean. <sighs> It's been tough, man. It's it's been tough. It's been tough, and I think it's going to be tough for the next couple months here. At least I think, oh man, if we can get Pat back in sometime in February, though, that would really, that would really help take the sting off a little bit. It would, it would. Uh, you're I'm, not I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for that Woj tweet. Patrick Williams is nearing a return. <laughs> yeah, Salim says right after the All Star break, that would make it. That would make it so. That would make me make me so happy. So, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the the film breakdown. We enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching the game, kind of getting to the nitty gritty. And I love learning from you, Laro. Like I learned, I learned more stuff tonight about uh, about rotations and, and when you should do things and when you shouldn't. Co- answered a couple of my questions that I had. So this is what Bulls One Hundred and One is all about. We, we want to make sure we bring the access of the game to you um, to watch film, learn from a coach like Laro. Um, you know, learn about a little bit, learn a little bit more about basketball and be able to appreciate it a little bit more and see it's not just about people watch the game. A lot of people watch the game, but knowing what you're watching is so important. And I think it's an underrated skill. You know, a lot of people watch the game. And as, as we saw tonight, there were a couple, couple possessions where the casual watcher would be like, man, Vooch just got dunked on. What's he doing? Mm-hmm. But you see, I mean, other than that one time that he didn't really have his hands up on that empty side pick and roll, uh, he did his job. He did his job pretty well. So, you know, a lot of things to improve on, but I don't think the the Bulls' defense is a lost cause. It's just it's just not going to be as good. Like their ceiling on defense is a lot lower than it is with, with um, Lonzo and Crusoe on the floor. So, uh, yeah, teach me. <laughs> Sleep says, teach me. And Dan says, learn three new phrases today. <laughs> what three new fla- uh, phrases? You, I, I you, you, used to, you used to play, Dan, so I don't know what phrases I said that's new, dog. I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, man, I appreciate those kind words, man. I, I I I just love this game as much as y'all do, man. And, and you know, I'm just the idiot that spends a lot of time watching in, in the games when I probably should be sleeping or yeah. – you know, so I don't know. That's the only difference, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Sacrificing that sleep. Well, we're going to, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you guys for listening and watching to bulls. One Oh one. Make sure you rate and review us where you can make sure to follow all the other barroom network programs. If you like any Chicago, other Chicago sports, or if you just, just like the bulls, you make sure you catch bulls gold with Salim and Edward. They are really, really good. They always have such great guests. They have ask great questions. The music, the production's impeccable, and just wonderful people. So definitely give them a follow, a shout out, um, and a listen. So thank you guys for listening. Anything will, else, Larry? I will say, um, if, if Bears fans in here, uh, if if you do like Bears coverage, um, there is a show that Barroom Network uh, has been has had for a while now. Um, draft on tap, and that's with Danny Shimon um, and Neil Stopchinski. He's probably two two of the best guys in football um, on Twitter. I mean, both these guys have contacts in NFL and college, and they do a really good job of breaking down prospects. You know, with with film, um, and you learn a lot, man. I mean, I'm somebody that loves football, and 
I learn, you know, different terms and defensive schemes and offensive schemes and what scouts are looking for. So it's like, you know, if you love football and you love bears, but if you just love football, they do a really good job of breaking down, you know, a lot of prospects. So uh, look out for draft on tap as well. Yeah. Hey, yeah. And Salim's mentioned the science fiction. That's a fun mm. show. If you like, if you like sci-fi movies and things like that, definitely check out Salim's show, Science Fiction. So with that, that's going to do it for us here at the Barroom Network. And we'll see you guys next week. Send us your trade ideas. Please send it. Seriously. Peace. Peace.